place like home No place like home Buy me any ticket I don't wanna go To a town Where there's no one like me round Don't take me there Or anywhere They pick a present They put him up there And then they set fire to him Because he couldn't solve the problem Because they're always looking for somebody else to provide for him Including critics Sitting back there waiting for Illusions that they've created about artists Whether it be Mick Jagger, Bruce Springsteen Or whoever's favourite at the moment They only like people when they're on the way up When they're up there They've got nothing else to do but shit at them They like to imagine they create and break people But don't but they only like people on the way up. I cannot be on the way up again, and I cannot be 25 again. I cannot be what I was 10 years ago. I cannot be what I was five minutes ago. So I can't waste the time on them. Welcome to another episode of So You Want to Be an Artist, the only podcast that's for the artist, by the artist, each and every goddamn week. What a week has been for music. Well, what a month, actually, it's been for music. Actually... What a year it's been for music. Some of the most recent drops that we've had have been ridiculous. The K. Trinada, the Skepta Ting, the Jameson album, the James Blake album. Um, pretty sure Kanye came out this year. The Drake, which was all right. Um, there's more. There's more. My mind's just gone blank. But what 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 a moment. We're having, as a generation, the thing, the, the the projects that are being put out, the bodies of work are honest. They're, they're genre-defying, genre not even defining, they're defying. They're refusing to be put into a box. Um, they're, they're vulnerable, they're open, but secure at the same time. They, they feel uncomfortable, but in a good way. Uh, it feels like artists oh, are really getting out of their comfort zones. Oh, the chance the rapper, that's another uh, another project that dropped that that really blew me away. And I'm and you just get to thinking, so we haven't had a year where so much music has come out that has really defined our generation, especially now that we're known as like the viral generation where everything comes and goes so the biggest songs that have come out recently are all viral hits like you might hear six seconds of them in a vine or something or they become the latest dance or they become a meme and and that's the height that that's the the the, the summit of their success but artists are really dropping projects now that are incredible and well thought out and cared for and curated and loved and you can sense it, and it's incredible. And it, I feel like it's really defining us as a genre. So now it's like, what do we do? As an audience and as fans and as appreciators and as lovers of art, what do we do? How can we keep this going? How can we ensure that artists are going to keep delivering on the same level? Because they're putting heart and soul and trying something new into these projects. So it has to be received in order for it to continue. Without a good reception, things are going to change naturally. So what do we do? And the only thing that we really can do is just show appreciation, is to show love, is to support, is to invest. 
I think that's the main the main word because a lot of these artists who have been dropping projects, Jameson, Chance the Rapper, um, or a couple of others, they aren't major label acts. They aren't A-listers. These are these are just musicians who don't care for that big the big industry shit like. So the the big financial backing isn't there. The mainstream audience isn't there. It's just us in our small little bubble. So we have to raise them up as much as we can. And that goes for the same for, for, for the artists around that are going to drop. For my guest on the podcast this week, Ray Black, when she drops her project, I expect the, the reception to be the same, the love to be the same, and the investment to be the same. We have to invest in our artists to ensure that they grow. We have to water the soil and the seeds that they are planting, we have to water them. They can't do it themselves. They've already, they've done enough work. We have to invest in that, and we have to raise them up, and we have to make sure that our generation is going to be known for something good. Are we, are we going to have our Marvin Gaye's, our Prince's, our Packs, our um, our fella Cooties, our fucking all of these artists? Are we going to have our generation, or are we going to be looked upon as? the kids who didn't do shit and it feels like right now we are on the cusp of really doing something great so after listening to this i hope you feel invigorated go out and buy each and every one of them fucking albums to make sure that we just keep getting seminal pieces of work really really and truly um and pay for shit please just pay for shit none of this apple streaming you know what Buy it and then Apple stream it or Spotify it or Tidal it. Give them as much peas as they can. Like, that's it. That's it, really. A nice five-minute on-the-dot rant. Beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a 75-degree day in Los Angeles. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, so I'm feeling lovely. Man, it's feeling lovely. So, while you're listening to this, I'll probably be in a park somewhere, or in a pool somewhere, or eating some food somewhere, um, <laughs> not to make you too jealous, but my uh, my guest on the podcast this week, oh boy, if we're going to talk about being on the cusp of something great, we have to start with this girl. Uh, if you haven't heard of her before, you're sleeping, it's criminal, You should you should you should have heard about her. She's going to be, and already is in a lot of people's minds, a star, like a huge, huge star. So I'm going to get into one track from her now. This is Ray Black, 5050, lock into the conversation, hashtag S-Y-W-B-A-A, at me on Twitter, at Kane Chatty, or find me on Instagram, all them things. Um, holler me let me know what you think join the conversation and safe enjoy Call me, you never do Money, money, always a 
Guest on the podcast this week, the magnificent Ray Black. Hey. Girl, you, have to, you have to clap your leg one time. <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm a little bit tired. Yeah, bit me tired. too. Uh, what have you both done had today? Long days. Today, uh, I did a shoot. Photo shoot? That sounds so obnoxious. I had a shoot today, oh, yeah, you know, I just had a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. How was it? Did it, go it well? was really, really good. It was a great team. Yeah, I've got a good team together. We work really well together. Oh, so Same people who did 50 50 stuff? No, so it was a photo shoot. Oh, okay. So it was like stylist and makeup okay, person. Okay, and, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see All them. That, yeah. The first question that I ask everyone uh-huh. that comes onto the podcast. What is art? What is art? Art is self-expression. That's really it. I feel like art is self-expression. I was going to go into detail, but that's all No, yeah, go into detail. Go into detail. Expand on it a little Um, bit more. I feel... I'm very passionate about the arts. Good. (laughs) That's refreshing. (laughs) And um, I feel like art is self-expression that also reflects the times that you're in. Or maybe I feel like that's the best art. Yeah. Is that politically, socially, Mm, fashion, culture? Yeah, culture, fashion, like it can be in different ways. Like it can be, yeah, politically, you can speak about what's going on, what's going on like in society, or it could just be you reflecting what the times sound like, you know? Yeah. What about an artist like Bjork then, who's so like forward thinking? 
in a sense that maybe mm. she makes music from the future. Yeah. But I think, I feel like as long as it, it comes from a place that reflects her and how she's feeling in that time, yeah. then it's reflecting the times. So what makes her. you the artist that you are? Um, I guess my honesty in my music. Um, and I talk about what I'm going through, which I feel a lot of girls right now are going through. <laughs> I can only speak on what I know. Um, and I find that women relate to my music a lot because this is what's going on right Listen, now. Listen, <laughs> a lot of guys as well. Really? To, yeah, of course. I find it surprising whenever guys are like, oh, I like your stuff. I'm like, really? It's, so, it's always surprising. Nah, because I listen to it and I'm like, holy shit, maybe sometimes I'm that 50-50 guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, Good. I'm being taught Think a about right yourself. Now. Yeah, Good. puts me in my place. You look in that mirror. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> damn, Ray's fucking calling me She's out She's right onto now. me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, this, the thing I love about your music is the specificity of little things that you know, it's so personal, but mm. people, everyone can relate to. And mm -hmm. um, the first person that really struck me with that, well, was Erica Badu. But okay. then the one who like was British and drove that home was Amy Winehouse. Right. The way that she would use little references to mm -hmm. like real British stuff. Mm -hmm. and you kind of have that same courage to do that. Is, mm -hmm. it, is that like a conscious thing? Um, I feel like that goes back to what I said initially about art reflecting the times and and where you're from or where you live or just what you're going through and I'm British and these are my experiences and so I articulate them in mm. that way I guess I think yeah. a lot of people kind of look at their surroundings and think people outside of this won't really care uh -huh. did you ever struggle with that do you know what? That's That's been brought up to me, but it's never been a concern of mine, you know? Like, I've got a new song coming out um, that's going to be off my EP, and it's about where I'm from. It's about Catford. And people from wherever who are going to listen to it are not from Catford. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, they, they wouldn't know that place I'm talking about, but I think it's about how you communicate it. I feel like I give enough... I try anyways to give enough description for you to be able to envision what that might be. Do you know what I mean? So you can still relate to it and and kind of suss it out. Yeah. I love stuff like that because Catford just represents home. Yeah. To you, so that's all it represents is yeah, Catford's exactly. the word. It's just about home. Exactly. The emotion is home. Exactly. So every, it just trans translates into... Into, the, yeah, to different cultures and different places. I think that's yeah. amazing. I think that's like one of the best things about art is that universal language mm. aspect of it yeah it's like you don't even have to be from the uk you don't even to have understand to be from, exactly yeah, from this continent to understand mm. what you're talking about do you have do you get a lot of overseas love um a, a little bit i wouldn't say a lot a little bit um and it surprises me every time as well like um i'd say recently the most overseas love comes from paris oh for real? yeah paris and that's, and that's like that's crazy but Paris yeah. are always on to UK music. Really? Yeah, like Stormzy can go sell out oh, a show yeah, there. Sims yeah, 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 that's out true. A show that's there. true. Like, that's so true. I have I've friends that. like Danae Moore. She won't be, she will do a show here mm. and it will be a good show. She'll yeah. go to Paris and it'll be a mad show. Yeah. She'll sell out like people will be going crazy, <laughs> like shaking and meeting her and stuff. Like Paris are on it. Yeah. Paris love it. Yeah. 
Uh, I feel like Australians are onto stuff as well. They're on stuff. They've got their eyes open. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But Australia have like a pretty good scene actually out there. Do you know what? I'm crazy about this band right now. Hey, to Coyote. Coyote. You know, oh, you're the fourth it. person that's brought it up today. <laughs> today. Today. Oh, that's good. Have that's you ever good. heard of uh, Hiatus Coyote? I'm like, yeah, yes. they're amazing. Three man. times earlier. I, so I just good. bought them on, I bought their album on vinyl. Oh. Like yesterday. Oh. Yeah. I told this story. Oh, fuck it. I might as well tell it again. Um, I was with a girl and we yeah. were doing whatever. And, oh, uh, I love stories that start like this. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we were enjoying each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we had a phone in plugged into the aux cord and uh -huh. she was playing the music. Um, and a song came on and I, it made me stop. And I was mm. like, what song is this? Yeah. This song is so good. And then she was like, oh, it's high, it's Coyote. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Yeah, Sweet. I'm going to listen to this uh, later. Yeah. That's how you know. You That's the, the power of music. <laughs> <laughs> it can stop you mid-action. Yeah. Be like, hang on a minute. What is this? I need this? to know exactly. I guess that's why they created Shazam. Is. Genius. What, for when you're in the middle of sex and you... What? <laughs> <laughs> I've never no, used like, Shazam it happens in my to me life. all the time. No, I got it for a bit and then I deleted it because it's eating up all the space it's and that. It's in your phone, built into your phone. What? No. If you say what song no. is this... If you say what song no. is this... Shut just up. ask Siri, what song is this? No way. Are you yeah, being look. serious? Play a song from Do you your know phone. what? I just learned today, yeah, I'm so bad at technology. I just learned today that with iPhones, when it's on silent, it can vibrate. You can make it vibrate. I thought that wasn't an option. I'm so behind. Wait, I'm when it's, so behind. When it's on silent, doesn't it just vibrate? No. Oh, see, so you got it wrong as well. You fucked up too, homie. It's not... <laughs> no, so you in the settings, you can change it so it's like you either have vibrate or not when oh, it's on silent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that. <laughs> cool, that makes me feel a lot better about myself. No, yeah, I didn't even think. I thought do not disturb was, was how you make it do nothing, like not even vibrate. No, that's like no one can't eat. They can't even get through to you. Calls don't come oh. through. You didn't even know. <laughs> you I take off Do Not Disturb and you got a bare missed calls. That's so funny. <laughs> You're worse than me then. Uh, bro, I must be terrible. <laughs> I didn't even know it. Oh, Low-key scumbag. <laughs> the video for 50-50, you brought out the Lady Hit Squad in Games. that video. The Games there. I love that video. What was the What was the message behind that? What was the idea? Um, so the original, the original idea behind it was, um, from me watching like hood videos, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I love grime music. So I'll watch like grime daily videos and that on YouTube and link up TV videos. And I love how these guys always have their friends in it. Like you come out with your whole squad and they're backing you and they're like, yeah, bringing the vibes as well. And I wanted that in my video, but a female version. Why have we not seen a, a female actually with the female all-star grime video in like 2006 or whatever with like No Lay? Um, I don't think Lady Alicia was in it. I don't think Dynamite was in it. Lioness was in it. Lioness, she was yeah. in it. Um, a couple of other females, but just rago. Yeah. Like, I think that was the last time I ever seen the, the ladies out in full Squaw. force like that. <laughs> it's mad as well. Who directed that? Oh, this amazing director, Hector Dockrell. So it's so mad how it happened. I feel so blessed that everything that like I do just happens naturally. I was following him on Instagram just because I liked his pictures. Um, they were so sick. And then um, my the guy who produced 5050, we were talking about doing the video and he was like, I know this guy um, who does like, he's a sick um, director. And um, he did Jesse J's um, Long Way Home, Long Ride Home video, I think. Okay. Um, 
and I was like, okay, cool, let me see. And I was like, yeah, 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 this is dope. And I was like, but there's this guy on Instagram that I like his stuff. And I, I think I'd like to work with him and shoot, possibly shoot the video with him. And he was like, that's Hector. Like the I showed person. him, yeah, it's the same guy. Oh, and I was like, this is so bad. So it worked out perfectly and, and he hooked it all up. Do you believe in coincidence? Nah, destiny. Okay, so you believe that Hector was your guy from yeah, the, from the perfect. jump? Perfect. No, seriously, yeah, he's amazing. He's brilliant. He's meant to be. What did you do before you was an artist full time? Um, just before it became a full time job, I was working in PR. Oh wow! Yeah, I was working in um, corporate PR. So I finished uni um, July. Well, I graduated July 2015. and. Um, just before I graduated, I got on this grad scheme at this PR company and I was there up until December. Yeah. So was it, did you always have in the back of your mind, let me just get out of school. Yeah. And then once that's done, music, hard. I fully set it up. Like I fully, I can't believe that my plans came to fruition. Yeah. But when I was in my final year of uni, I said to my best friend, I was like, I'm going to make an EP this year. And she was like, you're mad. You know, we have a dissertation, right? And I was like, yeah, forget the dissertation because we don't do work on time anyways. <laughs> so that can wait. And um, and yeah, and then I started recording my EP um, in the beginning of 2015. Um, and then I'd written the songs the year before. Okay, so, so a couple was, years before they were all from like different times waiting yeah just to have a show EP yeah 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 okay. and then um and then I said to myself like I wanted to do it then when I was in my final year so that when I came out of uni I could go into music yeah and you did it and I did it I can't believe it so destiny music helped you quit your job it did did it you enjoy me. your job um some parts of it some parts of it no because what I enjoyed about it was that um, I feel like in the world of marketing, they try to make the environment as fun as possible. So like they're always having cool events and just like cool stuff in the office to make everyone happy because the environment is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so they do it like that. So every Friday there are drinks like Friday, as soon as it hits like four o'clock, yeah, the beers come out, there's champagne, like every Monday we're drinking throughout the whole week. Cause just cause they're trying to like make everyone feel happy so they don't leave. <laughs> That's what was their reaction when, when you started popping off? Because you started to pop off before you left the job. Mm -hmm. What was their reaction when they was like, hang on a minute, how are you, do <laughs> how are you just going to go do a show in front of 300 people and then roll into work <laughs> the next day? Do you know, I kept it on the down low for a long time. Really? I kept it on the down low for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really one to like chat about my personal life. I feel like in office environments, because they're so catty, just keep your business to yourself. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? I kind of left it like work is work. I work there and then I have my life outside of that. So I never really, um, yeah, spoke about it until like it started affecting work. Whereas like, I kind of got to leave early today because I've got this thing and that thing. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was their reaction when you was like, all right, well guys, just to let you know, like I bust now, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, so you deuces. in a bit. <laughs> in a bit. If I need PR, um, I'll holler you. Do you know what is so weird? Because the one of the projects I was working on was actually um, before I left. It was about music. Um, Wasn't that? I think yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like um, yeah, it was about music, and that was the last project I was working on. And um, 
And so when I said, oh, guys, yeah, I'm leaving because of blah, blah, blah. Or, no, I told them that I was making music and stuff. They were like, oh, that's great. You can help us that's out cute. with a campaign. That's cute. Yeah, literally, they're like, that's cute. You can give us some advice and blah, 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 and whatever. And then um, it wasn't until they were trying to um, do a partnership with SBTV, which, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it wasn't until... Um, I was doing a show with SBTV. They were like, hold on a second. <laughs> what is going on here? And then they kind like of realized it was like more a than a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they thought it was a hobby, which makes sense. Yeah. But I was kind of like, no, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to do this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So how long have <laughs> you been out of the job? Um, I left just before Christmas. Good decision? Great decision. Great how, decision. Does that keep you going through the work days knowing that, all right, cool. I'm going to make music once this day is over. Or does it get in the way? Um, it gets in the way, actually. <laughs> Work gets in the way, to be honest. Um, but it didn't really make it a drag for me. Like, work was long, but... I don't know, I was kind of just appreciative that I, I had a job in the first place uh, out yeah. of uni because that's so hard, you know, getting a job straight out of uni. It's so hard. That must have been so hard to leave as well because it's like, well, yeah. I did my years for this. I'm obviously in student loan debt <laughs> and that. Trust me. And now I'm just going to walk away. What do your parents say? My parents, very supportive. I mean, yeah, my mum's always been supportive um, because from like when I was in school, um, I've been singing, so it's nothing new to her, and she's always like come to stuff. And I've always been a creative child, so I did drama when I was in school. I joined a drama school, and yeah, so it's nothing new to her. She's like, yeah, go on. Do, do you use some of that drama school stuff when you're on stage? Um, yeah, I, I would say what I took from that was um, learning how to, I just, I guess, be comfortable in front of people in front of a camera yeah yeah so i took i took that from it because i didn't actually get to see your uh performance at the showcase we did. oh sad to you know what i wanted jamal to see it and i wanted him to see the performance yeah so uh i went up and did the door yeah and uh, he came down because he was doing the door yeah yeah and then when everyone came out i think the first person that came out the doors was like i think i overheard him go I'm signing her. I'm signing her <laughs> today. I'm signing her now, today, before I leave. She's coming home. She's signing. I'm wrapping it up. And they just carried on walking past me. And that's how I know. I was like, oh, she smashed it. Oh. And then Ash came out. He was like, I haven't, well, he was like, honestly, I haven't felt anything like that since Amy Winehouse. And I was like, oh, I was no, like, and that's I just too stood big upstairs. a compliment. I was like, I had just stood upstairs and did tickets on the door and missed this. <laughs> I cannot fucking uh, believe there'll this. be more shows, man. That's amazing. Well, yeah, Monday you just sold out a show. B. Oh my god, I did the headline WTF. show. WTF? How does that feel? Um, it just feels mad, really. The thing is, I thought that like it just became apparent to me two days ago as well that the people who bought the tickets are actually like people I don't know. Yeah, that like, they're actually just supporters because there's loads of people that like are my friends and that that are like ah. Oh, I didn't buy a ticket before it got sold out. So there's loads of people that I thought you were the ones who sold this out that actually you are coming. You thought you just going to get in a room yeah, of your yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I was thinking it's going to be my friends and my family and that's fine because we're going to have a dandy time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that's that's really surprised me. That's even more surprising. Does that make you yeah. a little bit nervous to know that, hang on a minute, when I step out on this stage, I'm not going to know every single face that's there. Um, 
Because when you come as well, you when you do shows, you bring a squad in it. You've got your you've my got girls your, always come through. Yeah, always there. The <laughs> they always come out and support. They're at the front <laughs> going. Ham. They're amazing. Now my friends are so supportive. But this time, bigger mm-hmm. venue, you're gonna yeah. step out and you're gonna. It's gonna be hard to find those faces. I know, I know. You definitely well, hear be, them. The girls will be front. Yeah, I'll definitely hear them. hear them. My girls are loud as fuck. <laughs> but you might not see them. And the first person you're gonna see is a stranger who you've never met before. Yeah, by staring at you like yeah. you are the second coming of Christ. But you know what? That makes me more comfortable, I think, because I actually get more nervous in front of my friends and family because I really want to impress you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want my friends to be proud and that. So I think that that would have made me more nervous to be performing to like a room of people I know. Yeah. But it's strangers and strangers that actually love what you're doing already. Whereas like, if you're like introducing your friend and they know you personally as well. So you're already not that cool (laughs) because I know you, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And so I was trying to impress them with this music. Um, Yeah. And it's, and it's more, it's more scary than like trying to do it, like doing it to um, a room full of strangers. It must be pretty reassuring as well. Cause as soon as it starts getting outside of the circle like that, you're like, Oh shit, I'm really, really can do this thing like yeah because there's strangers in front of me that's who are paying money me. to be here like yeah. it's not just a Ra Wagwan you man went in so a big bag of selfridge yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping Natasha it well. my friend Natasha just walked in yeah let's put this in to, yeah I'm gonna put you on blast <laughs> my friend Natasha spends a lot of money on expensive items and she just walked in with a big selfridge bag oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you can't be rolling in here like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey 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 sorry yeah I lost where we were now we were talking about oh, performing yeah, okay. to strangers so you want to impress your friends did that right did that ever come out in the music or does that still come out in the music? Are you making stuff for you and your friends nah. to like ride to? Nah, never. From Even from like before, I've always made music for me, really, I think. It's always just been like my way of venting. So the music's always been about just like me and just releasing how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, like when you share it with other people is where you get nervous because it's like... <laughs> Is where you get nervous because it's like I'm <laughs> it's like they this is your song, do you know what I mean? That you wrote for yourself. So why would you like it? That's where it gets, yeah, nerve wracking. But then after once you start getting that audience that you've got, do you start mm-hmm. thinking in the creative process then? Like, oh shit, people are actually really gonna listen to this now and a lot of people maybe I should start putting some stuff in that I know that everyone likes or... Nah, I still make music just for me. Good. It's actually still just for me. What I do do now that it's more of like a thing though is like, I've always been a fan of music and a student of music. Um, I always take the time to listen to people's albums and learn sounds and learn things that I haven't heard before or yeah, just take influence from other people. I love learning from other people. So I'll listen and be like, oh, I like the drums on that. I might think about using that on on something that I'm going to do. Or, oh, I like that, how he slowed it down in that bridge section. Yeah. So I listen to other people's stuff and just get inspired. That's cultured. Yeah. I love it. Who are you listening to? 
Anderson Pack is phenomenal. Second or, third, second or third person to bring yeah. that up as well. Oh, that makes me so happy. That means people are listening to the good shit. Yeah, of course. People, they have their ears open. Oh, you're no, a pagan. You just, you'd have to sit pagan down. Pagan behavior. No, 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 You know when you have to sit down and take something in full, oh, maybe yeah, yeah, three yeah, yeah, or four yeah, yeah, yeah. times? you got to give it your time. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. It's I a special project, had. yeah. So I'm listening to a lot of that. That's actually never going to get old. It's a, I, I feel like you. it's never going to get old. I'm going to listen to that. Like, I'm going to buy it on vinyl. I did. I'm still waiting for it to arrive. Yeah. I'm listening to that 10 years from now and be like, this is still banging. <laughs> That's what I worry about sometimes. I sometimes worry about the music that I'm listening to now. And I'm like, hang on, is this going to stand the test of time? Like some mm. of my favorite songs and yeah. favorite projects ever have. Is that something you think about? Um, yeah. I think about, I try to make stuff that I think... Um, has is timeless i think yeah i try to make stuff that's timeless that i think that's a task trying to make something that's of the times yeah like we spoke about earlier but it's also timeless i think timelessness comes from the delivery of it so for instance dizzy rascal's boy in the corner fucking timeless yeah but so of the times but but timeless because it's about stories it's storytelling and that's never gonna like that's never gonna be dead (laughs) do you know what i mean you're telling these amazing stories that people can relate to people can understand where i think the timelessness goes away is where it's just like some higa hagar and yeah no i hear you it always trips me out when i listen to songs from like the 60s and shit and i'm like You've gone through so much and the world has gone through so much, mm. but yet the point in the song still remains yeah. and it still can hit anyone in this you room. You told a good story. Just, yeah, just yeah. as much as, as something that comes out today can. Yeah. Isn't it kind of worrying though that the world doesn't actually really change and that you can say something 60 years mm. ago and say it 60 years later and it's still like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But I think maybe that's because when it comes to music, a lot of it is about emotion. Mm. And emotions are never gonna change. And there's very sad, few happy, of them. angry. Yeah, there's just like love. six emotions. Yeah, exactly. Like, these Is things. Love an emotion? No, I mean like talking about love. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. talking about love, hate. These things are never gonna go away. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Well, maybe. You think love or hate could go away? What happens if we all become um, robots? Oh man. Oh man, that's peak. <laughs> it's right, it's peak. It's a very. I don't want to be a robot. Year twenty fifty, they predict that we'll all have um, artificial intelligence, right? Or artificial consciousness. But humans will still be alive, right? Unless like they do a madness and the human race gets wiped out, and then it's what just if robots. With robots, though. Whoa. That's the thing. Oh my god, my mind is exploding right now. That I've never even considered that, you know, and I've really been thinking about the digital age we're living in right now and the idea that we're going to have robots working amongst us, but I've never considered that we could maybe fall in love with robots. That's really wild. Of course we can. Have you seen that? That's so wild. I haven't. That's one of the films that I've really been wanting to watch. Like when it first came out, it got so much critical acclaim. So good. I still, I want to watch that, but I haven't. It's so scary as well because it's basically what we're talking about. Really? Okay, I'm going to watch that. Blood clot. You're going to be writing songs about robots one day. Nah, Do you know that? I hope I die before that. You know, I genuinely hope it's I'm not here like anymore. 30 years ago. 30 uh, years away. Like, bruv, I just, I don't want to be here. I actually don't want to be here when that happens. I don't know. It's pretty intriguing to me. Anyone else intrigued by robots? 
I mean, do you know what? I mean, I, a resounding no I mean, I would like to the be room. there, but I would like to see it, I guess. But I don't want to. I don't want to live in a place in a time like that, man. That's just mad. I was trying to say. Um, I was trying to explain to my friend Natasha's sister what a floppy disk is. Like two weeks ago, she is. How old is is she? She's 15, yeah. I'm 22. <laughs> so we're not, it's not a really no. wide age gap, no. yeah. And she was baffled, like, what? What is a floppy disk? It was such a struggle to explain it to her. Well, how do you even explain it? Why? Well, I, I, I don't even I feel know where old. to start. Where do you even start? It's, it's not, a square thing that you store. First of all, it's not even floppy. It's, it's not even floppy. <laughs> Secondly, it's not even round like a disc, so I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, yeah. So it's just the, a wrong, yeah, the title. It's not been given the correct name. It's basically <laughs> just a thin hard drive that you put yeah. in the computer. But yeah. did you ever use a floppy disk? Yeah. Absolutely. You, you probably still do for NPCs and shit, no? Hang on a minute. It's, you'll have your episode <laughs> after. <laughs> Wait your turn. <laughs> no, but I do know bare people with NPCs who have floppy disks on floppy yeah. disks of sounds and samples and shit. But other than that, nah, I don't think I've ever seen... Because it only had 3.5 megabytes. Like, all I've yeah, ever cared about is music. So why, I can't put no song on yeah, that. Yeah, nothing. Just a couple, like, Word documents. <laughs> Just so, Word documents, some Excel stuff. Yeah, it total- was for school, really. Floppy disks were just I didn't for school. I didn't have internet till I was 15. Wow. Yeah. I was using the internet from quite young, you know. Nah. Yeah. I didn't have a com- my. That's why you don't know you that you can put this thing on silent. There's, listen, there's so much things, yeah? <laughs> well, sometimes I have conversations with people. I only thought YouTube started popping off about four years ago. <laughs> You're bluffing. You are bluffing. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. <laughs> I found YouTube first like four or five years ago, maybe, or whatever. And I was Where'd like, you oh, live? Shit. Where'd you live? Uh, well, I, was, I grew up Are you from the countryside? Bournemouth. Nah, Bournemouth. I don't know. Maybe the kids in Bournemouth are nah, a bit just delayed. I, like, I couldn't afford a computer and oh, okay, Wi-Fi cool. and all that. Yeah, and that's true. I was true. never at school. So yeah, it was, was really expensive. Like, no, so I just had like football manager games and shit. So, no, yeah, it was just a bit. I'm still, I'm still relatively new to it. Yeah, but I think it's so a trip how, how we grew up. We're the only ones that have grown up with internet. If you know what I mean, like mm. we're the only ones left. No, wait, hang on. I'm trying to let me word this properly. We're the only generation that can remember not having internet. Yeah. So like, like your sister grow up and they don't know what it's like to not have access to all of the information in the whole wide world at your fingertips. Yeah. So it's like, we're millennials. That's what they call us, you know. Millennials. Millennials. Yeah. I was born in 92. Yeah. But we're called millennials. We're like the new age. Yeah. That's what they call us. And like when I was working in PR, when they would talk about people from, I think it's age 16 to 24 right now. They say the millennials. Wow, that's yeah. such a wanky term. <laughs> proper, proper. That's such a wanky term. I think I've seen some kickback about that, actually. Like, people was like, oh, it's a derogatory term. I was like, <laughs> we've got bigger things to worry about in the world if millennials is a derogatory term. Yeah. Fucking hell. I don't know about that whole robot stuff, man. It's wild. I wonder if robots will like music. Mm. And if they do, they, mm. will they come to shows? I mean, if they become intelligent enough, if they become intelligent enough, then probably. <laughs> <laughs> my oh tiny my little God, brain. I can't. I didn't expect to have been mind blown this evening. 
Will they make music? Because if they would, whoa, 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 whoa! Maybe the pop stars whoa. of the future are just like you know how labels. I was thinking about this, you know. I was, at, I promise you, I was thinking about this like a month ago. Like, one day they will make robots and they will be the perfect pop stars. Well, that's what I mean. Is that it's actually going to happen? They actually will make music and they'll of. dance perfectly. Of course, hair like, perfect all the time. Never says anything controversial. Never tweets yeah, nothing controversial. Yeah, like, just makes this. Uh, just scientifically a perfect, perfect music to make you feel happy and consume shit and mm. fucking this is the other thing like one thing um i keep hearing about when i do like writing sessions is like people talk about techniques when it comes to writing songs there's a formula to making a hit well yeah if you go to max martin's in, yeah people in always Sweden, reference max max martin they're not producers they're scientists they're si- exactly they're scientists and i feel like if that's a thing if that's if people can do that, then of course they can make robots who can make perfect songs. Of course songs. they can. It's music. And scientifically, there is... Uh, music makes sense. It's a yeah. language. So yeah. there is... It's, it's easy to master the language and... Of music, and, yeah. yeah. Like, not easy, Like, if you go for a up robot, here, yeah. this will make people this feel happy. This will make people feel that. So there yeah, is a science right. to it. Yeah. So, and that's basically how pop is manufactured now. But I yeah. kind of think that that would be good. Because rather than trying to make humans perfect robots, which is completely against their nature, mm. you have robots to do that to anyway. Do that. So but then like, would you have normal artists anymore? Yeah, you would. Everyone would just be mad experimental, maybe. Mm, maybe. Or then maybe we have like this or whole Or the thing. normal artists wouldn't be good enough. Nah, because I think that we crave those imperfections in music. True. Yeah. I think the muted well, note in a guitar do. solo is what makes the guitar solo mm. sick. Or Whitney Houston, like, voice dropping out, like, just yeah, before yeah, the yeah, bar yeah, is yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. made her run so the sick. falsetto that's, like, a bit, you're reaching a bit. Yeah, like, yeah. you're struggling. You're really killing yourself yeah. to get to that note. I think that that's what, mm. that's the music. Mm. Like, outside of all of the science of it, yeah. the music is found in the gaps between yeah, 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 perfection. Yeah. That's what I think, anyway. I hear that. So I kind of, I actually would like some robots because... Well, I guess we'll be alive to see it. <laughs> so. I'll be one of those old guys, like, uh, sitting in a chair, like, I remember when music didn't sound like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's all so fucking Back perfect in my now. Days. Look at them now, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That'd be mad. Do you think the robots will have human skin? Or do you think they'll just look like robots? Yeah, like they'll metal? have human skin. I feel like I saw them um, on telly, I saw on the news, like the robots they were making, they're trying to make them yes, look human. Yes, I saw it. They're creepy as yeah, fuck. Yeah, so creepy. But I'm sure they'll find a way to make them look non-creepy where you'll see a robot and you'll think it's a human. <laughs> like, they'll look so human. You won't <sighs> even know it's a robot. Yeah. That's mad. <laughs> Imagine boys will have another way to trick us. Oh my days! Now we have we have robot men that make us think they're human and they're not human. Oh my days! It's a fuckery. It's a fuckery. Guys are gonna be chatting you up. (laughs) Guys are gonna be chatting you up. Yeah, and you're gonna be thinking, yeah, he's cute. And this is the thing: the game will be perfect. They find out he's a robot, fam. Oh my days. You lot are fucked. Oh. <laughs> Women are fucked. That's a robot is like a man's perfect thing, isn't it? Like if they can find a way to hack into a robot and they have all of these like chat up lines with like probability to work and shit, like all of mm. that stuff. <sighs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know about all this stuff. I don't know. I don't, where do we even go from, from robots? robots. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
uh, anyone for a topic of conversation because <laughs> i'm baffled I'm now my mind's in robot territory <laughs> anyone no don't be shy <laughs> robots you know come on i think i've seen you have i seen you at ray shows <laughs> literally you just heard it robots uh, literally yeah so I know you lot aren't shy because I've seen you at the shows so you can't be all in the back like acting like you don't uh, say nothing that's so funny what is trendy at the moment what's trendy I think being yourself is, is pretty trendy at the moment no acting like you're being yourself is okay now <laughs> we're getting somewhere now we're getting somewhere yeah your fake n- cool individual personality on Instagram yeah it's like trendy <laughs> but what how what are some of the signs that that people are begging it like begging being themselves to be cool i don't even know that's for them to you assess. just feel it in it it's just yeah. like a it's just the energy you can be like hang on a minute you're not really being you i met this guy recently <clears throat> he's got a strong online presence and he's got a strong brand that's very edgy cool in like individual um and i met him and i really had this idea of what he would be like um which i guess we all do when we like see pictures pictures of someone and stuff whatever but this is the brand that you are showing us i feel purposefully because he's he's an artist as well mm. completely nothing like the person he puts out super shy and reserved and just like nothing like this character he plays and I feel like that's long you know that's so long living your life as someone you're not especially if that's your brand as an artist living life as someone you're not that's so long you've got to put up a front all the time proper and that can just weigh you down long thing. yeah that's long I would I would struggle <laughs> just doing that just for one night and it was just exactly like one it's just like I just maybe you just myself. intimidated him maybe he was um nah maybe he was <laughs> intimidated by your like womanness <laughs> Like your strong woman, as he was like, oh fuck, I'm actually being put. I'm, (laughs) she's sticking it on me. (laughs) No, I feel like, I feel like I'm quite warm. It's so mad you say that though. Someone said that to me recently. Um, This guy was like to me, maybe men are intimidated by you and the music you make. And I was just like, well, first of all, that's not the type of guy I want anyway. I want to talk to is someone who's intimidated by my music. But um, I just, I found it. Um, mad that because my music is honest um, or because of the things I talk about it's like whoa you're you're probably a bit much do you know what I mean I like the forwardness I like the bluntness yeah I like the just but I think that's just that's our our ideas of what women should be like playing up is you thinking that women should or the idea that women in society like are more, you know, gentle and reserved and all don't say that. And you know what I mean? Those ideas. So it's kind of like when you do, it's like, oh my God, she must be a mad black woman (laughs) or whatever. I don't know. I I would kind of expect you to be like your songs. Mm. And I don't, I don't know that. I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> if if he's listening to this, and if you just met Ray and you're faking the funk, then <laughs> you need to sort it out, mate. You need to sort it out. How do you find writing sessions? Because that is kind of a little bit of that whole element of I don't know the whole someone else writing songs for you. Mm-hmm. 
is a bit of that. Like, all right, mm-hmm. I know someone can come and bring your story out of you and, and right. form, like formulate it a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. But them, there's people that don't write a thing. Yeah. That don't write anything and just can sing well. Like, how do you feel when you're <laughs> writing? Do you write for other people? Yeah, those are the writing sessions. So, so far I've written everything myself for, for my music, for, for but for I've started writing for other people, oh. um, which I've always wanted to do because um, it's just telling stories. I feel like that's what music is. So you're telling someone else's story or just a general story. Um, and I think that I think that's what differentiates someone from being an artist and a singer or rapper. So like a singer or rapper or whatever, they are the kind of the face of it. Mm. Um, And they are the person who carries that image, which is still something great to be that face is still a task. Um, And then there's the artist being an artist, which is the creating that sound, creating that music and yeah, and the brand. I feel like being able to sing is gets your foot in the door yeah, in yeah, the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. of being an artist. Yeah. But do you, what else do you think attributes to that, to being an artist? And do you think that there's such thing as a, a true artist? Nah. You don't think? Nah. I don't like all of that elitist stuff, like music elitists that are like, oh no, you're not you know, good enough because you don't do this, that or whatever. I would say a true artist is someone who just creates honestly. It doesn't even have to oh, be Oh yeah, good. well that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have those conversations like, oh, that's not real art. It's like, fuck Actually, off. no, not even that. Because I'm thinking about me as a writer. When I write music for, music for other people, I'm writing about this thing that I'm writing about that is disconnected to me. But I'm still telling that story. I'm mm. still creating, you know what I mean? That that imagery and so that's when, still when you're writing with other people are you in there like having these conversations like you know the trend is to be yourself so do, give me those <laughs> stories give me those stories come on tell me about yourself tell me about your life tell <laughs> well, me some situations so um i've only done a few so far but um the ones that i have done have mainly been actually just me and a producer making just songs okay which is kind of machine shit <laughs> yeah um but i have had one session with an artist where it's just kind of like how do you feel today? What is it you want to sing about? It's yeah. kind of like therapy, isn't it? Yeah. And it's actually, it was actually really fun doing that because um, I realised that when I do my sessions, my producers are my therapist. Because we just kind of, my sessions kind of start with like just chilling. We're just chilling, hanging out, talking. And you lay down on the sofa and, and then... take your shoes off and be like, do you know what's really got to me this week? <laughs> no, seriously though. That's how it starts. It's like... Yeah, we just start talking about whatever we've done that week and then I guess that kind of sets the tone for for the song that we make and, and yeah, it's like that and then we vibe out. I hear that. I was with um, Etta Bond last night. Mm-hmm. We did an episode and then we finished or whatever and then we went downstairs and smoked and she we sat there in silence for about five seconds and she looked at me and went, you're kind of like a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had Zach Abel here earlier and we we're having a conversation. And uh, I asked him like a tough question and he looked at the floor and he looked up and he was like, fuck, this feels like therapy. <laughs> I was like, why does everyone keep saying that? Like, I why think maybe it's because keep... you, um, you ask questions that make you think maybe. So that's well, that's your so. interview skills. What else do you think about? What else do I think skills. about? It's not, in, it's not interview skills. Yeah, conversation, conversation skills. skills. Yeah. There you go. Um, what did you say? What else what do else I think, do you about? think about? 
Um, when? Like, just generally? Yeah, just generally. What do I think about? Um, I think about a music a lot of the time, to be honest. And I think that's probably just because I spend a lot of time listening to music. Mm. Like, if I'm not somewhere, like, if I'm not here right now, I would make, if I was at home, I'd be at home listening to music or I'd be out on my way somewhere listening to music. So I'd just listen to music and just think on what I'm listening to, I guess, or just sounds. Have you made a lot of sacrifices for music? Apart from your job, which you've already spoke about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I really like hang- hanging out with my friends. I really enjoy that. And our schedules don't really suit that um, a lot of the time. But I've kind of, now I'm in a good place where I've found how to juggle that properly. Um, so that's one sacrifice. And that comes along with my family as well. I'm not home most of the time. Like I, where I live, it's just to sleep. <laughs> I'm always up and out somewhere because if I'm not doing something, if I'm not working that day, then I want to use that day to see someone I haven't seen in a while. Mm. So I'm not even at home. So my family probably get the worst end of it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I speak to always feel um, a little bit afraid that they're going to miss something mm-hmm. when they're because they don't spend a lot of time at home and then they're not with their friends or mm-hmm. their family. They might have youngers that they haven't seen for time because yeah. they've just been in the studio or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I can't remember who it was, but she said that she um, her sister had a kid mm-hmm. and that she was working so hard in the studio that by the time she saw the kid the next time, the kid didn't even remember who it was. She was like, who what? are you? And she was like, oh, oh, my. oh, man. She was like, fuck. Pain. And then she was like questioning, like, what what am I actually, yeah, 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 what yeah, am I yeah. actually doing? Yeah. I think you've got to find a balance. It's really hard, <clears throat> but you, you've got to find a balance somehow of staying connected to the ones you love. Because I feel like most musicians anyway, you do it because you love it, obviously, because mm. you love making art. Um, but then you also do it because when it becomes like something you can actually benefit from financially, you do it to help your family and your friends. So if you're doing this thing for them, you can't just like forget them. Do you know what I mean? While you're doing that and just be like, hey, let me chuck you some money. Now I'm bowling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rich. I'm rich. Just take the money. But I haven't seen your face in a couple months. You know what I mean? Who? Oh, that was a Stormzy bar. Yeah. And did you see Stormzy's video in Tokyo? Mm. he says that in the thing he says um, I ain't been home in months but I just see my mum chucked her a grand and I'm back out the door mm. like that's kind of a fucked situation to mm. be out there really working for the people that yeah you want to support but at the same time can't be present with them yeah or support them in yeah relationships are really important like I think helping someone out financially is amazing and it's a way of showing someone that you love them because I love you so much I want to look after you and make sure that you're happy Mm. but do I know about your mental well-being right now do I know if you're happy right now what's going on in your life am I actually being your friend right now I think that's more important how often does someone ask you are you happy um quite well quite often actually but that's from like my tight friends like me and my tight friends really give a shit about each other Mm. like my friend abigail 
Like she'll always be like, how in fact it's it's now funny, but she's being serious. We'll be at a dinner table and she'll be like, So how's everyone feeling today? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's funny, but she's being deadly serious and we'll go around and be like, I'm happy. Yeah, that's constructive. This is going on. I yeah. love that. I'm gonna need to infiltrate that circle of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, no one who hits me up and asks uh-huh. me how I'm feeling. What the fuck? <laughs> when you leave, I'm about to send some group texts or whatever. Be like, why do you guys ever ask me how I'm how feeling? I'm feeling. No, seriously, pull them up about it. Seriously, it's important. Because nah. um, I asked that to someone. Who, she's like a manager. And mm-hmm. I hadn't seen her for a while. Mm-hmm. We just bumped into each other. And I was like, are you happy? And she like looked like she was about to cry. She was mm. like, no one's asked me that in so long. Oh. And I was like, well, well. It's ma- the thing is, it's so important. It's what I'm saying. It's so important to actually show the people that you love that you love them and be there for them and ask them how they are. Because you never know what people are going through unless you ask them. And people end up in dark times because there's no one around them that they can chat to about it. And unfortunately, sometimes that is what leads people into, you know, depression and then, you know, the things further than that. Mm. And, um, and yeah, and it's because they feel like they've got no one to talk to. So you've really got to ask people how they are and make sure that your friends like mental well-being is, is good. It's fine. You know, Have I mean? those that same circle of friends pulled you out of a dark time? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like 2014 was probably one of my hardest years. It was just a bad year. Yeah. Let me just have a bad year. Like this whole year is fucked. I'm never going to, I'm going to put this way behind off. me. Just writing it off Exactly, in writing it off. Like 2014 never happened, basically. Um, and my friends really helped me out of that. Like in ways they didn't know just by being like, come out. Like, you know, when your friends force you to come out and you didn't actually want to go out, but you end up having a good time. Mm. Stuff like that. Like when your friend says, nah, man, I don't know, you know, like, like pull them out and be like, yeah, come. Like you've got to come and make sure you're around them. And that helped me a lot. Yeah. Jeff, the, what are your creative relationships like? Are they, I, I, I like that um, duality of relationships. We have your friends who check for you to see how you really are. But what, what uh, role do the creative relationships play? Do you know what? The people that I work with a lot, they're actually my friends now as well. And the relationship is kind of like that, especially because I do, I'm in sessions quite a lot. Mm. So with the people I work with most, I see, I kind of see them quite often. Um, so now it's weird when I don't see them. Like I work with a producer called KZ and I hadn't, we hadn't had a session for like a couple of weeks. And it was like, oh my God, I actually miss you. And all the guys that come to that studio as well. So like, I actually miss you guys. <laughs> like we need to have a session and link up. And the other guy I work with, Aston, he'll actually just call me and shout me and be like, yo, Blizzy, how are you? What are you doing? Like those, they're my friends now. Those are my brothers. Yeah. Can you play instruments? I don't, because I was a twat as a child. That's how I feel. <laughs> like, if I could go back here, I could just grab my 11-year-old self or whatever. And I would shake be like, stop be like, being such a dickhead. Stop, exactly. All of those times you're going to get, like, kicked out of class, expelled, you're be, like, <laughs> fucking up the school or Exactly. Whatever. Take all of those minutes and hours and go sit in front of a keyboard. Or and go do sit something. in front of a guitar. Yeah, I was a proper twat because my mum actually got me piano lessons. Oh. She was funding, oh. <laughs> giving me money for piano lessons, yeah. But she knew. A, my teacher was just she was not banging she was not good she was yeah, just she was one of those people that she was old and she just kind of like did it for the peas so <laughs> she <laughs> didn't care about literally yeah and then I was really struggling with mastering the left hand and playing with the right hand at the same time and I hate not being able to get stuff 
Like, I hate it. So if I can't get it and I keep trying, I keep trying, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. Flip the table over. So that's kind of what happened. And I was like, no, nah, this is long. And I was like... 13 I think and I think like when you're going through puberty you don't really care about anything you're other than how you look <laughs> you're just piano. exactly you don't care about some piano lessons like I was thinking when am I going to play piano anyway like whatever did you know? <laughs> little did I know <laughs> two years later it really could come yeah do you not listen to handy. Anderson Pack and like kind of listen to the textures and stuff and be like fuck I kind of wish like more of my stuff was live exactly or, or, Real instruments. Exactly. Luckily, I work with people who can play them because they were not, you know, prats <laughs> as kids and they actually picked up instruments and they're able to do that and bring that to life. It sounds like you're interested in the production element. Very much so. This, Listen, this year, I'm going to be a producer. I'm the world. Better be ready <laughs> for when I'm ready to produce. No, I'm, I really want to get into that. Because um, when I watch people work, it's just like, how did you do that? Yeah. How did you know that sound was going to work with that? Yeah. How, like, just how, or how did you, did you like envision it? Because when I write songs, I, um, before I even come up with the melody, I hear it in my head. And I'm like, this melody would sound very nice over this beat. So how do they come up with the beat? Like from scratch? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of how to complement this thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. how did you come up with this thing? It's so mad. We yeah. need more female producers. We do. Big we have one right here. Why Emma V is sat to Emma our v. right in the queue. Yeah. For, in the queue for the podcast. Yeah, no, seriously. The I was mind blown when I found out that the Emma V produced. Not, not mind blown, but it's just like sick. I used to watch she your sings production and she produced videos her and be stuff. like, all right, let me learn a little quick something from here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there such a plight of of female producers? Why? I don't get it. I actually don't know. We always want to hear <laughs> I from the don't know. I we don't always want to hear from the female perspective when it yeah. comes to stories and in front of um, yeah. the microphone. But why don't we also want to hear the soundscapes from a female and the textures from a female I don't and, know. and those things? I actually I I don't know why we don't have more female producers. It's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. You can, We've got Emma, you you've got ask some like I don't I guess know. I'm gonna do. I <laughs> wonder as well then if male and females would come up with different melodies. If you know what I mean, different way of. I wonder if there's such thing as a masculine melody and mm. a feminine melody. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there must be. Maybe, maybe. But then yeah, or maybe. But when like a woman makes a masculine one and a man makes a feminine one it's like maxwell yeah exactly maxwell has pretty feminine or even like producers like. in fact yeah producers are good at um making like feminine sounding songs like male producers i mean they're the ones i've worked with who's some so, other female producers that i really like r7 is that wonder you know girl wonder girl beast she's who was oh etta was playing me some stuff wonder girl's here you know i know i do know that how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Keep my ears to the streets, you know. Yeah, I hear. I feel I'm well you. informed. All right. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so does that mean that you're working with Wonder Girl? No, I'm just well informed. I just know she's about, innit? Oh, why haven't you, have you hit her up? Have I hit her up? Yeah. No, no, no. We we're meant to do a session. We we're meant to do a session. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we will someday. Are you thinking about travelling to do sessions? Yeah, yeah, I will be soon. I'm excited. Are you signed? For that. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't signed a record deal, but I've signed a publishing deal. Okay. Yeah. Labels are sniffing, though, surely. It's licking. Like dogs <laughs> salivating, like Pavlov's dog. 
<laughs> How is that for you navigating that minefield? Um. So really, I stay out of it. Mm. Um. Until it's like at a point where I should maybe listen. Because I feel so blessed that I have a manager that fully gets me. Like, I trust him to represent me when I'm not there because he knows how I feel. He knows what I want. We're on the same page. So he knows, you know, how to direct the conversation and X, Y, Z and all of that stuff and how I feel about stuff. Um, But when it comes to signing a deal, I think the most important thing for me is working with people who, A, you know, like you actually know this person you're signing to, like this A&R knows you and knows your sound and they like your sound. They get it. They get what you're trying to do. And then, yeah, B, that they, they get what you're trying to do. Right. And that's their mission. And it's not about their machine. I know the machine always comes into play eventually, <laughs> but <laughs> something that... the machine always comes to play eventually. But um, I think if you're working with a team that gets you, and if they respect you as an artist, um, then it it probably goes a little bit better. I think Ugh. if you know if you know them, and they know you, mm. yeah. But I know the machine always pops up eventually because when it comes to business, business is business. Business is business. So and art yeah. is art, and, and I get that. And art is art. Separate things. Exactly, they it's are so hard to get that to merge them right. and get it. Yeah, there will always be bumps, of course. Mm. But um, right there, now... Will there always be bumps if you're in control? Like, do you not think of how far you could take this by yourself? I do. And I think you can, but there is still... There is always a greater power. Mm. There is always a greater, a higher power. Do you know what I mean? So you can be, like, the highest selling artist right now. But you are signed to a label who... You know, they have control of things. And I'm sure there is there are, you know, maybe smaller bumps when you're that big. Yeah. I'm sure the bumps are not, you know, big anymore, but I'm sure at some point, you know, things things arise. Like they want you to do this tour because you're so fucking massive, you can sell millions of tickets. But right now you just want to chill. But they want you to go on tour because we need to get you some money out of you, you know? And you have to. And you have to. Because you're fucking massive <laughs> and you need to make this money and do this too. I mean, there's worse problems to have. Exactly. <laughs> there are worse problems to but have. That's you... why it's a small bump. But then it just depends on what you really want, though. Yeah. Because those years that you spend on the road, uh, who, Ed Sheeran? I think mm-hmm. he did five years straight on the road. Didn't have Mad. a day off for like two years. Mad. Um, and he got to a point where he was like, you know what? I just want to go home and yeah. stay at my mum's house. Yeah. Do you even have a home? Like, do you where? Like, where do you stay Hotels when you're on the shit. road? Hotels and on the road or on the bus. Yeah. Like, do you think that you'd ever get to a point where you're like, hang on a minute, I've been running around the world for X amount of years. Mm. I just want to go back to Catford. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would kill for a Morley's right now. I would kill for yeah, and I'll come right back to Morley's. <laughs> If it's at that point, I'm sure you can buy yourself a ticket back home, yeah, catch a true, quick Morley's true, and true, then, true. do you know what I mean? Um, but I think um, it, it probably gets like that, yeah, when you get that big. Like, it's unavoidable, really. Um, but you have to figure out how to go to strange lands and make it your home for the time that you're there. Make yourself comfortable, because that sounds really depressing. 
not feeling like you've got a home. And that's why you keep good people around you and you keep your family and your friends tight. So you're on the other side of the world, but you know, you still got friends that love you and you love them. Do you know what I'm I mean? sure you'll take a couple of them with you. Yeah, well. <laughs> absolutely. They're coming <laughs> they're with me. It's not really, they don't like, really yep. have an option. It's yep. not, op- it's not optional. They resign to their state. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not optional. That's what's in the Selfridges bag. It's the outfit <laughs> for the first tour. Exactly. It's a sleeping bag. Exactly. <laughs> Does it ever kind of trip you out when you think of, all right, shit, this is really going to be the future i'm gonna do how how big is um hoxton bar and grill 350 300 all right so 300 we'll say 350 fuck it <laughs> <laughs> we'll pack people in keep the doors open <laughs> yeah. and that. you do free it's 350 now but then mm-hmm. it's going to be coco and we're going to do how, i don't know how big coco is i think it's like a thousand then we're going to do coco then we're going to do the next one after that and then we're going to be does it not trip you out to think that fuck it's the beginning this is really the beginning for you i think it's really hard to imagine it's just the that concept that idea just is really hard to like fathom do you know what i mean like i already when i first made like havisham and i thought i was barely gonna get any listens because it was just my mates that was gonna listen to it i didn't even fathom that it could get thousands of views <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. talkless playing in front of thousands of people it's like you have the hope and you dream it but to really think about that happening is is quite hard until you get there you're like oh shit this is happening <laughs> do you know what i mean what's your dream collaboration um they're dead unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it's so usually the case. it's usually the case isn't it yeah they're dead unfortunately um yeah who my dream collaboration i would have loved to have worked with amy winehouse Standard. she's one of my inspirations do do um all right well there's no pictures in here but this room um belongs to my mentor and yeah. he is the guy who did all of Amy's creative direction. So he did all the videos. No way. Gave her the beehive, the, the outfits, gave her everything. Sick. Basically. So it's crazy. There's Sick. on that computer. Genius. <laughs> on that computer there's a yeah. whole folder full of unreleased Amy footage wow. and pictures. You know, I told you this is destiny because like the Amy vibes in the room, I'm sure they're there. Strong. That's I was meant to be here. You were meant to be <laughs> I'm here. a big fan. You were meant to be here. Um, Bob Marley as well. Oh my God, Bob Marley. There's some people that I'm just so sad that I never get to see perform. Mm. So sad. It actually pisses me yeah. off sometimes when you listen to it and I'm like, fuck, this is basically yeah. just... I never got to see Michael Jackson. Do you know how upsetting that is? I was never really a big Michael Jackson fan. Really? I mean, he's great, he's fantastic and I get it, but I'm just yeah. not really that into it. That's fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. No, it's fair. Do you know what? Because it's a banging album. It's it's banging. <laughs> Do you know what? It's the, banging. What's the album with Thriller on it? It's Thriller, isn't it? Yeah, Thriller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that album. <laughs> 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 that's a sin, bro. That album bangs. <laughs> he had nine singles on one album. I appreciate it. I respect it. But you know, I don't know. I just missed that train. I don't know why. Um, I Maybe was, the sound wasn't to your liking. I think, yeah, maybe I was just a bit Because really, it's like it's like rock and pop. It's very rocky. I was listening to um, 
uh, Beat It. Yeah. Like a couple of days ago. And I was like, this is rock, you know? Yeah, it's like, this, this <laughs> yeah. So if you're not a fan of rock music, I'll see why you wouldn't like Michael Jackson. I don't think I was. I, I, I think the first thing that I ever, the first tape I had was Aaliyah, AJ, Nothing But a Number. So that was my yeah. wave up until like 11, like Tupac and the Outlaws, Still mm. I Rise, that album. Mm. Um, there was like a, a that was kind of the sound. So when I heard Michael Jackson, I was like, what is this? Mum, take this away from me. I'm not trying to listen to this. <laughs> and then like, go listen to Foxy Brown or fucking Way. Lil' Kim or something like that. Foxy. That was the, that was the wave. Mm. So, but now nah, I do feel bad sometimes when, <laughs> when I think about how much I neglected Michael Jackson. I think Jackson. the thing is, Michael Jackson is actually, he's bigger than the music. That's the thing. So the Michael Jackson wave is bigger than the music. Like he is an icon. So it's about, the dancing, the charisma, it's everything. The outfits, it's Michael Jackson, the package, you know? Don't you think it's actually mad that he's as big as he was, as flawed as he was as well? For, how do you think he's flawed, as in his personal issues? Well, or? he had a lot of personal battles that obviously spilled out. Yeah. Um, dangled his baby off of the balcony. Right. He um, did a... What was that Brits performance where he bought like loads of starving children yeah. out from like the background and shit? And everyone was like, what the fuck? Um, mm. and he had like a couple of other um, things. You're like, what yeah, the hell? yeah, of course. Uh, and you're like, and it's, it's crazy to think, I think that he's expected to be honest. His reputation is still relatively untarnished. Everyone still yeah. looks at him as the greatest thing that's ever walked it's this planet. It's because the talent, the talent just. The talent beat everything. Do you know what I mean? It's it like, really you're so did. talented, we forgive you. It's like, yeah. But I think that's expected, though. I feel like my, the whole Michael Jackson thing and all other artists who who people have seen their flaws on you know, on television and everything, I think it's expected. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Fame is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Are you scared to put your flaws on display? Um... I wouldn't say I'm scared to put my flaws on, on display. Um, I think what I'm saying is like those things, they're a byproduct of fame. Yeah. So in order for that to not happen to you, you really have to be careful. You've got to have great people around you who are there to keep you stable. And you've got to keep reminding yourself, I'm a human. I'm normal. I'm like a normal person on this earth. And but there are just so many things that can affect you mentally. So these things are bound to happen. The people who are sound or at least look sound <laughs> that are massive artists, like they probably are working on stuff constantly. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to remind yourself that you're yeah, normal like, all the time. Process yeah, it's a constant process. yourself. Keep it together. Keep exactly. It together. Get it together. Get Don't it go together. mad. Don't go crazy. They're trying to make you go crazy. <laughs> Don't go crazy. And he had so much insecurities as well that that level of fame yeah. put under the magnifying glass. Humans are naturally him... like insecure and, and then to be put on a pedestal like that, to be put on a pedestal where people glorify you so you've got to be even more amazing to maintain that standard and then being put out there to be scrutinised. Oh, it's just mad. What are your insecurities? My insecurities? Um, my insecurities. Really, I think my main one is... It's not really about, like... 
me and I'm scared for someone to see this about me and blah, blah, blah. It's more about, I'm always worried about really showing people myself. Well, because you're weird. No, as in letting you in. Oh, okay, okay. Like letting you in and like actually being like, I like you. So I'm going to show you that I love you as a friend or whatever and let you into my life. Um, I'm always worried that like people, people, like humans are just shady. We're just, we're just, we're effed up. So if the, the, the continuing the theme of magnifying insecurities, how's that going to be an issue for you as your career progresses? I would become a recluse. <laughs> that's a real of it though that's, as, that's, as funny as it sounds that's but it you, that's actually what would happen and that's why I'm very I try to I remind myself that and say to myself try and trust people I have major trust issues and I don't even know where they come from because to be honest I feel like when I hear stories of how people have been let down I'm like do you know what I've had it all right <laughs> people haven't really been that bad to me <laughs> but maybe it's those stories that make me feel like you know what humans are fucked so you need to be careful with people and not let people too close because they let you down and they just do some fucked up shit um so when I guess you're so out there you just want to be like nope I'm just going to keep to myself and be with the people that I know and just keep that you know tight circle or if that, do you know what I mean? So I would say maybe I'm the type to become a recluse, but I'm wary of that. So I'll keep my, my eyes open and check yeah, you myself. You just keep them people around you. <laughs> yeah. The bullshit detectors. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit detector. Yeah, that can be exactly. like a side job. Um, oh, mate, I need to stop forgetting the next thing that I'm going to ask. Um, you strike me as a DIYer, a do-it-yourself yes. kind of person. Yeah. I get it. Get it done, girl. Yeah. Get it done, gal. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. How have you had to apply that to your music? Um, so when I first started music and stuff, well, you know, in fact, so remember when I reached out to you about the, about like, oh, I can't even remember what I reached out to you about, but I reached out to you about something. Yeah, I can't yeah remember. Friday Finds. Yes, the Friday Finds. Yes, exactly. So when I first started out, I didn't have a manager PR, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I was my own manager. I was my own PR. And so I would even, I got, um, I got some coverage on Hype Track, um, which is like a, a blog, yeah, yeah. Um, if people don't know. And how that happened, how that came about was, I'm a, I'm a blog reader. I read blogs and I like reading articles and stuff. And so I found the names of edit writers yeah, yeah, whose yeah. whose pieces I liked and I found their emails by just like scouring the internet or going on the blog website and seeing like contacts for the people who write for the blogs or the magazines and I just sent them emails like listen to my stuff if you like it please post it and then this girl that writes at hype tract um posted about talk to me and it's just like you've got to do it yourself do you know what I mean if you really want it and you want to make this career don't wait for the machine. Don't wait for the label to come with don't their machine self. <laughs> don't wait for anyone. Don't wait for someone wait to for produce anyone. your shit. Don't wait for exactly. someone to write your shit. I ripped my beats off of YouTube for Havisham. I ripped them off YouTube and then I scoured the internet for a, an engineer who would let me record at a space. And you just got to make, you just gotta make stuff happen. He was very gracious and he didn't make me pay and became a friend of mine. So, yeah. I got lucky that enough that he liked the music and he was like, just come through, whatever. Like, I, I want to be that. a part of this. A lot of people wait. They wait to be handed shit. Yeah, you can't. you got to be a hustler. 
Maybe fully. that's the South spirit. Maybe. <laughs> People from South London Maybe. are hustlers. <laughs> Especially with Talk To Me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Tom Mish beat. Yeah. Again, a beat yeah, I ripped. Another, yeah. Uh, yeah, another beat that you ripped. Yeah. How did you feel when you heard the Barber remix? Did you did you know about that before it came out? Um, I think yeah, he mentioned yeah, he mentioned it to me. He said, No, did he mention it to me? No, he didn't actually. So he recorded it and then he said, I've done this song. So I knew about it before it came out, but I didn't know about it before it was done or whatever. Yeah. Um so yeah, he said, oh, I've made this song, but I hadn't heard it. So I kind of just saw it when it popped up online. Yeah. What did you think when you heard it? I, I was flattered. Was, I, I was flattered. I actually thought that he was replying to you. Like you remember <laughs> you remember Eamon, fuck you, uh, Eamon ah, and Frankie third, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, you right yeah, back. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Uh, I was like, you thought shit. it was that kind I of thing. I was like, Ray Black and Barber, yeah? Okay. No, 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 no. Same easy. <laughs> no, no. I was flattered because, um, yeah, for someone to be um, inspired by something enough to want to do a cover of it, yeah, well, I mean, they really like the song or, or, reply, or reply to, to it to be like, yeah. I think that was the highest level of chirps ever. <laughs> ever. He moved you in the smoothest way ever. Did he hit you up afterwards? Like, hey, did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't so remember funny. some of the things that he says, but nah, I like that Barbara guy, man. He's mm-hmm. he's a good singer. Yeah. What's the weirdest coincidence that's ever happened to you? The weirdest coincidence. Um... Oh, I feel like there was one that happened recently. Yes. Okay, so the weirdest coincidence that happened. So when I made 50-50, yeah. Um, the... Wait, are you about to tell the story about the director again? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. told the whole story and been like, and that, at the end of it, it's no. the same director. <laughs> when I made 50-50, um, I'd been listening to Jesse Ware's um, album, Tough Love. Um, and I really, really liked the sounds. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is really inspiring me right now. Um, and that was with Aston, I made that. Um, and yeah, that was kind of how the, the song came about. He was like, what you've been listening to? And I was like, I really like these particular sounds on the production. So the inspiration came from there. And then when I put out 50-50, she was like one of the first people to like tweet me and be like, I love this song. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's so bad. I love Jesse Ware. Yeah. I would give it all up. Jesse <laughs> there's not many people but I would give it all up for Jesse yeah stuff like that that's one one that happens quite regularly is which also happens to my friend Abigail a lot is that when I think about people they either then contact me or I see them yeah what do you think that is do you think someone's trying to tell you something no I think it's just like my brain waves are so strong they intercept the radio frequencies <laughs> no literally really though and it's just like you connect with people and then they're like they think of you too and then they call you do you believe in that stuff yeah yeah i do resounding because you know what because it happens it happens so often to me it has to be that Have it you has to be that. someone and then seen them yes <laughs> yes that shit yes me, that's yeah. quite rare for me though for me to think about them and then see them but something will happen like i'll think about them and then suddenly they're everywhere like as in someone will mention them somewhere or like if they're a musician, I'll hear their songs over and over again when I've been thinking or something like that. Or they just they just can't get away from me. I'll see their picture somewhere or pop up on my, my Twitter yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. The weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, I think, was that it kind of made me... I was two. 
but it kind of makes you stop and then like you seen the the crab um, um meme you know where it's all like oh yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> you're like whoa what the fuck yeah um i was seeing this girl and she was just over here on tour um and it was like her last day yeah and her schedule was ran with press and mine was just ran with just busy day station yeah and um and we're just texting each other and we're having an argument cuz like yeah because people we, argue we, yeah because we can't see each other before yeah. she leaves and we're both like vexed and we're not talking to each other we're like all right cool well if you're leaving then let's just not talk now like, yeah let's just stop now all right cool whatever uh-huh. and i'm walking down the road right yeah and i've pulled my phone out to text her and be like oh actually i might be done a bit earlier i can come link you yeah a car pulls up next to me and it's like a addison lee like mini yeah. type thing someone slides open the door and she steps out and literally bump into each other. This was wow. right there on the corner. Um, That's so mad. Destiny. And we both looked at each other and was like, this is too weird. And I carried <laughs> on walking. I literally, I just carried on walking. And I was like, I text her, I was like, that was way fucking too weird for me to <laughs> Wait, even... hold on. You carried on <laughs> no, walking? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. I can explain. Let me Go finish. On, Kevin Hart. Finish? <laughs> I carried on walking and then I text her and I was like, that was way too weird for me to even comprehend standing and even thinking about what just happened. But I just came here where we are right yeah. now. And she was there. So I was like, all right, let me get my shit together. You're going to be in that building. And then I'm going to come back. But that is just too much for me to fucking... Because it was a bit awkward. Because her PR was there. Her management was there. Her label was there. And we were both staring at each other like... How the hell did we get uh, here? What the fuck? Yeah, so that was the weirdest thing. And that was when... um, Yeah, it was just like little things like that that happened. Yeah. I believe in destiny. Yeah. And just things are meant to happen. You believe that you have a chosen path? Um, or do you believe you have the will to choose? Do you mean like career-wise or just in life? I don't know because what would the... Uh, I don't know. It's weird um, because I you... think. I think you have a chosen path, you know. I think that... We like we think that we are the orchestrators of our lives. As arrogant as we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that like I made this happen and I chose to do this or whatever. But I think it like the way your life goes is the way it was going to go anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like you thought even when you change, so like for instance, you can be like um you can be in a particular career, let's say. Um, and this is what you're doing and you decided this is what you want to do and then you say do you PR know what marketing, no. for example exactly <laughs> and then you decide no I want to be a singer and you think I made that decision to jump out of that career otherwise I would have been this and that in this job but no you were meant to change and become a singer this was your destiny but don't I you think. think that the universe doesn't really care for frivolous things like careers do you think that it even knows what a career is um I think career is a part of life. It's actually a, it's a massive part of life, you know. Work it, is it? such a massive well, part of life because I think outside of, outside of um, like our friends and our family, that's where we spend most of our time is your where you, you work. Spend more time at your if you work at a desk, you spend more time at your desk than you do your bed. Exactly. So that's a massive part of your life. It better be a part of my destiny. Like <laughs> The the like faith better have a a plan for me. You know, it's just it mad to, to think that if there's a higher power or whatever, they understand the concept of working mm. for money. Like it's just a weird thing to comprehend. I think I'm. I wouldn't necessarily. It's not really about the money. It's about this is the life you were meant to live. So, 
So work think- is a part of your life. So for instance, if like if I'm a singer until I die or whatever, then I, I wasn't meant to be in PR, but I was meant to go into PR. That was all a part of my journey. I was yeah, meant yeah. to learn what I learned when I was working there. Do you so know what I mean? about people who don't have the courage to actually pursue what they want to pursue? Do you think that some people's destinies really are to get up and go work in an office nine to five and be yes, miserable? Because someone has to do it. Someone doesn't have to do it though, because that's what robots are for. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, for now, someone has to do it. So for now, it's someone's destiny. That's another thing how I feel about robots when I see them in like the the workplaces and the places that people don't really want to work. Mm-hmm. So like Sainsbury's and shit. Well, I mean, there's probably someone out there that loves working at Sainsbury's. Yeah. I'm not trying to knock. But your beyond hustle. beyond beyond Sainsbury's and the the kind of working for money is while you work somewhere, you go through experiences there, which are a part of life. I learn a lot about people. I learned so much just about that's about the people. most important subject you can study. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And from that's that came from working in teams. I learned about the working environment. I learned about hierarchy. You know, <laughs> I learned about a lot of stuff there, and all of those things have added to my life that came from work. So work is a part of your life, and do you know what I mean? Teaches you stuff. It goes beyond just working for money. I'm trying to think if I can, if I can counter it. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it you might have won that one you might have yes, me on that my one my debating skills yes <laughs> i had a debate earlier with someone who said to me that they didn't care about the answer they just wanted to debate and i was like we're just gonna <laughs> fucking carry on going you know, in circles a, i have a friend like that who she just enjoys debating she just enjoys arguing counteract yeah, yeah arguing basically i said well if i just said what you said you would have just replied what i said we'd just be <laughs> carrying on in circles anyway so why are we even having this conversation but i guess debating is good because it's just like exchanging thoughts and ideas yeah, it's like gym i see it like yeah gym. it's like gym like it's just, this is practice isn't it now but for when someone actually needs to be regulated and you can just <laughs> jump in and be like well actually this that this that and this yeah. and just walk off drop the mic like you know whatever do you enjoy, enjoy doing press because um, you like to talk I do but the thing is people usually they don't ask questions like this you know they don't it's not it's so rigid a lot of the time where they ask you the same question it's like you actually haven't really thought about what With you want to know then do you think that people buy into the art so the music or the albums or whatever or the artist Hmm the artist i think why i personally feel like you might be able to sell a million records without actually putting any music out just as like (laughs) a personality you know what i mean like there's personalities that can just sell a million albums without even putting a fucking song out like what the hell i think um i think people buy into the artist because people have everyone has a sound well most artists they have a sound Mm. and the sound is the topics they speak on, the tone, which kind of give you an idea of what they might be like as a person. So for instance, my music being quite honest and brash sometimes made that guy think that I would be a woman who would be quite intimidating. So uh, I think people buy into that person, they think they are, and then people have their own brands that they put out which usually coincide with the music they make so you buy into that whole package so 
for instance, I loved Amy Winehouse because her music was so honest and in your face. And she herself was so in your face. Like I watched this Jonathan Ross interview. Jonathan she, Ross yeah, interview. that interview where she's just sat there like- I'm so common. I'm so, yeah, it's just like, it's just her being her and she doesn't really care. And she's saying what's on her mind. And she doesn't even really look that like impressed <laughs> with Jonathan Ross. Have you, you know seen what the I mean? one with she's Duffy like, where the reporter's like, well, Duffy does this in her music. And Amy's looking at her like, does she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. She's just so, and it's like, I think I bought into the whole Amy Winehouse and then the styling, like this massive in your face beehive thing. Do you know what I mean? And then the eyeliner, it was also like feisty. I'm here. Yeah. Like what? It was all what? Everything about her. And I love girls like that. And I bought into her. So do you think a label could ever stifle your personality? Um, or do you think it's a fair compromise for you to maybe sign to a major and then them give you some kind of media training? So you don't do the Amy Winehouse thing, but do you want to do the Amy Winehouse thing? Do you want to go on to Jonathan Ross and be like, this is me. This is who I am. This mm-hmm. is my personality. And if you want to buy into it, buy into it. Um, I always think balance is good. So things like media training, I think, can help certain people Mm. so some people have verbal diarrhea (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think some people like as an artist you're just you're actually just a normal person you're a regular person who you're just you know day to day i guess when you're with your mates and that you're just being you so to be put in front of like cameras and stuff you need maybe someone to tell you how to filter out some stuff. <laughs> Don't say this shit, okay? Because this causes offence. Or at least someone who helps you um, in how to communicate, how to you know say things. Because I think sometimes you have a lot of great stuff to say and important stuff to say, but it's just in the way you convey it. Like, for instance, I'm a massive Kanye West fan. And a lot of the time, the stuff that Kanye says, I agree with, but it's his delivery. It's his delivery that's like, oh, my God. But that's part of what makes Kanye Kanye. But, um, yeah, his delivery. I'm sure there are a lot of things he's said that he would wish he could take back. And maybe if he had some media training, he would have chosen his words more wisely. But then does that media training could potentially sacrifice the way he expresses the other side of the message? So the things that he wouldn't regret saying? Say that one more time. Does that take, does the media training, it stops you from doing that, but does right. it also take away the rawness from the positive message? That's my thing. What I'm saying is like, you should have balance where you're still saying exactly what you want to say in the way, in honestly, in an honest manner, but just knowing how to pick your words better. So there's a difference between me saying, um, there's a difference between me saying, that chair is so fucking ugly. I would never put that in my house. Like, why did you buy that? And me saying, you know, it's not to my liking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've said the same thing, yeah, but yeah. I didn't need to, you know what I mean? Say all of that. Just say like, I would. I personally wouldn't buy that. That's not my style. That's not my style. And, how do you think and you... I've said I don't like it by saying it's not my style. How do you think you've done in this conversation? Um... I think I've been all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think you I've been all right. <laughs> I've been honest, but I hope I haven't caused any offence. Yeah. I have been thinking about girls loving themselves more. In a positive way. In a positive way, yeah. And I think <clears throat> um, people don't realise, but 
a way to love yourself or not loving yourself is letting people into your life who are not good for you. You're not loving yourself. So friends, even family members, relationships. And I think I know so many girls, like 50-50, the comment I get most is girls saying, oh my God, this is my life. Oh my God, I relate to this. Yes, I'm seeing this guy who's like that. Why are you seeing him? Why are you seeing him if he's like that? Same thing to me, because I'm the one who wrote the song, but it's just like, why do we think these things are okay to allow people to maltreat you or not give you enough when you deserve more? And then in, even in friendships, so your friends not asking you how you are and checking up on you, why is that okay to you? Like, you should tell your friends and say like, hey, you know, you should be a better friend or pick better friends who are great to you and love yourself like that. So yeah, I've been thinking about that. I don't need to say any more. You said your, <laughs> ser- your sermon from the Pastor Ray Black. <laughs> Pastor Ray. <laughs> Pastor Ray. I <sighs> uh, thank you for coming in and having thank a conversation Thank you for having me. This has me. been very good, very therapeutic. Um, we're going to have to link up again and talk about your show and, yeah. and when the project comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a chat about all of that Definitely. stuff because things are about to get crazy. So we need to link back up, have another conversation. Boom, bang, Let's bang. do that. You can follow Ray at... R-A-Y-B-L-K underscore on Twitter and on Instagram, just Ray Black, R-A-Y-B-L-K. All right. Hashtag S-Y-W-B-A-A. Join the conversation as always. Make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you interact. Make sure you... Shout me. (laughs) (laughs) Shout me at me. Safe.